Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. Well, thanks so much, John. And uh, let's take a look at some of your comments. Uh, starting here, this one from Kosing Petum Tinde says, uh, Sakina, Pan-African Parliament is a disgrace. The leaders are fighting while people down here are suffering. I wonder how much we spend on this parliament because it's useless to us. Um, and uh, writing to us from uh, Kwapatra. Uh, Wanford says, we need someone to unpack the function and achievements of the Pan-African Parliament and the AU. Do these bodies exist just for show? Uh, Matota says it's not easy to unite the continent. Uh, we see the Soviet Union, uh, the European Union breaking into pieces. Will it work in Africa? Uh, Spiwo says uh, despite endless praises of Cyril Ramaphosa by his blind fanatics, the reality is that the five years of uh, this president will prove to be one of the most painful years for the poor and working class, just like Zuma's. Uh, when his first term ends, all SOEs or uh, SOCs would have collapsed and unemployment will be at 40%. Uh, Put South Africans first says, first, Ramaphosa must fire Tulas Nlesi and then send the Department of Labor inspectors uh, with integrity to businesses to investigate whom exactly are those businesses employing after COVID-19. Um, and after the COVID-19 pandemic, we have another pandemic called HR personnel and HR managers. Uh, Teresa says, I hope Dr. Jameen doesn't imply that unemployed people are poor, uh, uh, unemployed people are poor people or unskilled. Most of the time, it's just because of your color. It doesn't appeal to the companies and uh, their look or even preference in spite of your qualifications. Uh, That's from uh, Teresa. So uh, please keep sending them. our SMS line number 41391 and you can of course uh, get in touch via Twitter or Facebook as well. If you'd like you can drop us a WhatsApp voice note uh, 082-692-3909 and we'll try and process those and get to them later on. It's uh, 23 minutes before 1. Now housing activist organization uh, Nifunogwazi has condemned the city of Cape Town for attempting to compile complaints from the public against homeless people. A document that recently surfaced on social platforms urges members of the public in the city of Cape Town to add their voice about how homeless people, um, street people as referred to in their document, impact on uh, people in the city and their businesses and to send these to the MAKO member for safety and security, J.P. Smith. So uh, we're joined on the line now by uh, John T. Cogger, who's an attorney with a housing activist organization, Nifunugwazi, and they are uh, legally representing some of the homeless people in court. Uh, John T., thanks for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Thank you so much. Yes, nice to be here. So, firstly, let's start by looking at the concerns uh, that you have against what the city of Cape Town is doing here. Yes, um, well, our first concern is is that the city has adopted this legal strategy where it's asking uh, ratepayers and businesses and residents of Cape Town um, to essentially lay complaints um, or express their, their ill feelings towards um, homeless people or people living on the streets. And if you look at the, the nature of the, the actual wording of this complaint form, it's, it's not neutral at face value. It's asking people to expose negative stories. So there's two, two primary issues with that. The one is that the city is only asking some residents, obviously people that they think count, 
to, you know, to express complaints against others. And this is quite a divisive and dangerous move on their behalf because it's, you know, it's essentially it's tantamount to, um, you know, inciting hatred against homeless people. And, and that, 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 that is an extremely dangerous and divisive move on their behalf. So when you say the city is only asking some people, who has been asked? Ratepayers, homed residents and businesses. And so those, those are the people that will obviously, you know, will might have difficult experiences with people living on the streets. Um, maybe they don't want them because they're an eyesore or they view them as antisocial. Um, and so can you, you can imagine the type of, of complaints that the city is trying to solicit from these people. Um, and it's also it's not a neutral complaint form because the, city's, the city is predetermining the the, the, the survey or the complaints by stating a number of examples that are negative in nature. So it's predetermining the issue. So according to your understanding, John T., what exactly is the city aiming to achieve? I, I suspect that the city is trying to justify the criminalization of homelessness. So the, the court case that the 11 people experiencing homelessness have brought, it challenges the powers that the city of Cape Town has to impose fines for people living on the streets. The fines that the city imposes can be up to 1,500 rand. And, you know, if someone's living on the streets, they, they sleep on the street, they eat, they rest, they go, they, if the toilets aren't accessible, they have to go to the bathroom, you know, uh, on the streets. And all life of a homeless person is in essence, lived on the streets. And so what the city is is doing in trying to uphold these bylaws is justify the criminalization of homelessness. And in our opinion, it it can never be justifiable to to criminalize someone's very existence if they are forced to sleep in the streets and perform every human activity on the streets. And so by asking residents and businesses to complain about homeless people, what they're trying to do is solicit you know, a majority public opinion to justify criminalization. And the, the problem with that, that, that legal, legal point is that in our constitutional democracy, the Bill of Rights is the cornerstone of, 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 of the, the Constitution. And so we don't live in a majority rules democracy where you can just infringe, you know, basic human rights. And so it doesn't matter how much they try to solicit public opinion. There's no justification for... Uh, criminalizing and de- uh, demonizing someone's very existence. So, uh, to date, have you had to represent any homeless people in the city uh, with regard to these particular um, uh, charges uh, that the city is trying to enforce? All, all of my clients have received fines in terms of the two bl- bylaws that are being challenged. And that's the very reason why um, the applicants have have brought these constitutional challenges, um, and so yes, we we are representing it in, in, in court, and the hope is that the court will side with us, invalidate the bylaws, and give it give um, give the city an opportunity to amend the, the constitutional defects. Mm. Uh, we will be speaking to J.P. Smith shortly, but what has the city done to assist homeless people? The, the city does have various, um, you know, points of intervention. They have um, social development programs and, um, you know, various EWP programs and all of that. But 
the, the our, our central problem is that you can't you can't have a social development approach which tries to build trust and empower someone on the one hand and on the other hand penalize them and treat them a criminal any any average person is not going to be able to trust um anyone who tries to assist them in that manner so what what the city is doing is adopting a a contradictory and confusing approach um to to trying to uh, resolve the issues of homelessness that that Cape Town is facing uh, John Tikaga, thanks so much. Uh, attorney with the Housing Activist Organization, Lifunugwazi. And uh, we are joined on the line now by J.P. Smith, a MAKO member of safety and security in the city of Cape Town. Uh, J.P., thanks for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Afternoon. Um, greetings. So firstly, let me understand um, what exactly is the objective? Uh, what is the city um, uh, trying to achieve with uh, this particular action that they've embarked on? So the entire matter stems from the legal attack on the city's bylaws by Ndifuna Akwazi. Um, they are seeking to have um, several provisions of, uh, I think at this stage, uh, two bylaws declared unconstitutional. And these are the same provisions that you find in bylaws in all the cities of South Africa. In fact, we've just completed an assessment of comparing these provisions side by side in the different bylaws. And it is clear from that that these cities' bylaws are significantly more developmental and more pro-poor and more understanding of the circumstances in which people find themselves than the bylaws in other cities. But we're not seeing these kind of actions by Nifuna Kwasi and its, um, its partner organizations undertaken anywhere else other than Cape Town. So I do think this is probably a, a fair political element to it, but that's neither here nor there in this case. The, the point is that the, the city's approach is is largely developmental. The primary emphasis of our work with homeless people is around the developmental thing. We care about the plight of the homeless. I have been at various times chair of the coordinated action with street people, the Unicity task team on street people, and we've introduced over time a range of social development interventions that I suspect is more substantial than anything you're going to find in any other metro with EPWP jobs, reintegration workers, for safe spaces now in addition to working with shelters to expand the shelter beds, well, we seem to have lost J.P. Smith there and uh, explaining to us uh, what uh, the rationale is uh, behind uh, this action. And uh, whilst we try and get uh, J.P. back, uh, if you haven't seen it yet uh, on social media, let me just read what it says. It says, a street people complaints. As you may know, the city is facing a new legal case to prevent the enforcement of parts of its bylaws. And this relates specifically to structure, uh, structures that are being placed in public places. And as part of this process, the city is inviting residents to add their voice to the legal arguments that will be made. The feedback uh, to be included must be in the format below. Uh, add your information details. So please email the completed document to Alderman J.P. Smith by by the end of the 2nd of June. And please note that this does not replace uh, the logging of C3s or service request 107 calls that we encourage you uh, to do still. Uh, street people's complaints. 
I, uh, where you insert your name or the name of your business, saw uh, First Street people on uh, give approximate date at uh, provide a location. And this is what happened when I saw them uh, give an example of what they were doing, uh, perhaps urinating in public, robbing people, increasing uh, crime. Um, and then you need to say what effect this has had on uh, your customers, what sort of damage it has caused to infrastructure, other examples um, of the results of the occupation of the area, etc., and the impact on uh, me, my family, or business of the street people and their structures, uh, tents, uh, and so on. So that is what the document says. I believe uh, JP is back. Uh, JP, uh, yes, you were just, uh, you know, concluding that point of, you know, the rationale behind what you are doing. All right. Seemingly, we've lost JP in the system somewhere because he is as there. He is supposed to be there. Uh, but uh, let's try again. Uh, the third time lucky. JP? All right. We, 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 we seem to have lost him. We'll ring him up again. So essentially, uh, this is what uh, the form says. And uh, you heard there um, uh, JP Smith explaining that uh, this is, of course, uh, part of bylaw enforcement and also uh, going up against uh, what they believe uh, uh, the actions of Ndifunugwazi are at this point. Uh, JP, I hope we have you back now. Yes, ma'am. Where did you lose me? Well, I lost you right at uh, the point where you were concluding that previous remark about uh, the rationale behind your action. So, um, I, as I explained, we we are effectively responding to a legal challenge here. From the Funal Quasi is trying to um, have two, well, several provisions of two city bylaws declared unconstitutional. Um, and these bylaws are the same provisions you'll find in all the municipalities across the country uh, because they exist, whether in, in South African municipalities or internationally. In fact, we've just completed a comparison of the bylaws between the different municipalities, and that shows that the Cape Town bylaws are substantially more poor or more sensitive to the circumstances people find themselves in, and we'll publish that comparison so people can see that. And we, as the city are very concerned about uh, the, the the impact um, of or the the lives of homeless people. Over time, I have served as the coordinated action for street people chairperson. At one point, I headed up the Unicity Task Team for street people, and we introduced a large range of interventions to assist homeless people with EPWP mm. jobs, four safe spaces, shelter expansions, winter readiness programs, reintegration workers, all kinds of counseling and support services. Uh, we've done everything we can. And I suspect if you go and compare this, you'll find that we've probably done a bit more than I'm aware of any other metro attempting to do. But balanced against that, we have an obligation to make sure that our public open spaces and that our city remain sustainable, that there is equality before the law, and that while we're offering this assistance to help people off the street at the same time, our bylaws are being applied to everybody, and that we manage our city and the public spaces in it in such a way that we do not see increasing disinvestment, increasing job losses, and increasing uh, more people then on the street as a result of, because that's a race to the bottom mm. that we simply cannot afford. So the request for the public to comment is not to try and get them to complain about the homeless people. That people do in any case. We get thousands of complaints every month about the, um, homeless people in terms of bathing or defecating in public or raucous behavior or the other things. And I suspect all the municipalities do. What we're asking is for people to unpack the impact of what those people, what people 
sleeping on the street near them has mm. on their lives, on their businesses, etc. So that we can help the courts understand why the bylaws are there and what the impact of removing those provisions are on the average person on the on the street. So one of the things that Ndifunu Gwazi has raised is how this um, uh, complaint uh, form that uh, you have sent out. Uh, firstly, uh, you talk about street people as opposed to homeless people. Uh, is that something that you regret or do you stand by the use of language uh, that you employed here? No, I think the problem there is with Nifuna Okwazi. They are clearly not well versed um, of the um, uh, language used in the sector. Uh, there is a distinction between a person who is homeless, who is in, unable to access a home, and a person who lives on the street, as defined by the term street people. It appears in the city's policy as such as well, in our previous policy documents, and many of the NGOs will themselves use the term, because it, those are not necessarily the same things. So there are many homeless people on the street who do have access to a home, but choose not to be in that home for various circumstances. And if you supplied a home, as was the case in Montevideo with the people who were in cardboard city, many of the people will lapse back onto the street. So there are other circumstances that define their reason for being on the street. And the the change in, in language use is specific and, and denotes something specific. So I think it's only if you are poorly versed in the circumstances around the sector that you would make that mistake. Mm. But do you make that discrimination in terms of, uh, for example, issuing fines to people that you find on the street? No, you can never discriminate in a bylaw. That's the whole point. What Nifuna Akwazi is asking for is discrimination. They want people to be treated differently for for undertaking the same action. What city bylaws, and the same happens in all the municipalities in this country, but they don't have a Nifuna Akwazi in their backyard, uh, is happening, is that when people commit uh, uh, an offence in terms of any of the bylaws, there is a fine issued. If the person doesn't pay the fine, in due course, a warrant is issued. It's not for the city to decide the punishment, but they and that is determined by the court, and the court must then decide whether um, the referral to some kind of reintegration option or alternative sentencing or otherwise is available. But mm. that's why we have, over the last three, four years, strongly put the emphasis on the developmental solutions with enforcement being a last resort for people who decline assistance. And I have gone out with our reintegration unit on many days, watched them talk to and offer people alternative solutions. And while some are susceptible to that, are many who will reject those offers, preferring to be on the street. And whilst I respect, you know, the decisions they make in their lives, one of those decisions cannot be one that impacts on other people's use of those same spaces. It cannot be the exclusive um, reservation for themselves of that public space. Because Mm -hmm. if you extend that open-endedly, the the kind of public environments you, you beget are ones where the surrounding community simply cannot live with it and where the complaints become so intense that the city is then again put in a situation where we have to do something, we have to act. And in this case, we are trying to ensure that we document Mm. the experiences of people so that the court may also understand how it's impacting on them. A part of the um, disgruntlement here is how you're trying to document this because, as Ndifunu Gwazi are saying, this is not a neutral document. You are essentially leading residents uh, to how they ought to uh, characterize their complaints. 
we've phrased the document or um, put the document in a format that is makes it easy for the different categories of information to be in the same place. In other words, nature of the problem and impact it has. Otherwise, if you open-ended in, um, ask people to submit comments, the manner in which people would write you in the emails and stuff we received by the thousands um, makes it very difficult to extract that information meaningfully, and somebody will have to capture this information. And already some civil society bodies, and we are, we've received thousands of these submissions already, some civil society bodies uh, went as far as creating online Google Docs to make it easier for people to submit. Because I think the impact of the problems is incredibly widely felt amongst different demographic groups, and the extent of the complaints and the frustration with the circumstances created by specifically the lockdown or aggravated by the the lockdown rigs um, is quite intense. And I, I don't think that um, that Nifunakwazi is in touch with those sentiments and the city is caught in the middle of this. So whilst we will try and run the city in such a way that everybody is treated fairly and that the public open spaces are managed in a sustainable way, we are doing a massive amount to try and help homeless people out of the circumstances they find themselves in and give them more options on their menus. So how many street people are we talking about in the city of Cape Town and how many homeless people do you have? Well, I mean, homeless people, you can define by a feature of how many people are sitting on housing waiting lists. Um, some of the, the, the street people we have on streets will appear on housing waiting lists, but very often also not, which in fact makes uh, accessing housing difficult. And in some cases, they have previously had access to, to um, housing subsidies, which means in terms of national government's rules, they don't qualify again. Um, and there are also substance abuse and psychological and other problems that makes uh, reintegration difficult because getting access to a home means being able to sustain yourself in that home, which is a condition that would need to be able to be met before uh, that person is going to be yeah. able to plug into accommodation. But in terms of people living on the streets, the surveys have varied between 7,000 and 14,000. They were um, around the 7,000 mark before the hard lockdown started. That figure has spiraled quite a bit. The primary categories of that, that consist of are uh, undocumented foreign nationals, which have increased quite significantly. More people um, urbanizing from rural areas and not finding employment opportunities to sustain themselves. And uh, also a significant number of parolees that we're finding on the street now released by the prisons during the lockdown. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there. But let's park it there now that uh, we have the uh, issue clearly outlined for us. J.P. Smith, a MAKO member for safety and security in the city of Cape Town.